It's the Sagabit Swinging Report Show. Get ready for Saga news and commentary with your hosts, George and Barry. Hello and welcome to the Sagabit Swinging Report Show, episode 45. I'm Barry. And I'm George. And uh, let's just kick things off. We've got a lot of news, both Segabits and Sega-related. Uh, let's go around real quick, though, as usual, and say what we've been up to and what we've been playing. George, why don't you kick this off? Me, huh? I've been playing The Walking Dead, the video game. How's that? Oh, that game's actually pretty pretty good. I mean, if you're into the whole point-and-click adventure game, it's not much so far that I've played. That's mm-hmm. like It's not like the other games they make. It's actually pretty well-written. Because something mm-hmm. about like their games is that like uh, I forgot the company's name, Telltale or Telltale or something. Uh, oh, Telltale Games. Yeah, there you go. The, you know their games like the other ones. They're almost they're always comedy, and they're always like the, the way they write the the thing. It's kind right. of cheesy, like kiddish, I guess. In some sense. Yeah, almost all their games. Yeah. Yeah, and so The Walking Dead is like more like consequences, and like if you choose this, this person will die or this person will die. Very, uh, I guess. Mass Effect-ish, like, hmm. and so it, it's pretty, it's a really cool contrast to what they used to do, and I, I like it, it's, I think it's pretty well written, there's always those parts where you're like, oh, that's cheesy, that wouldn't happen, come on, this is stupid, but right. I, I feel that that's, I feel the same way this, in reading the comic book of The Walking Dead, or watching the TV show, especially the TV show, because mm-hmm. they're always arguing, it makes no fucking sense, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, so it's a good game. Definitely recommend it if you you're into the type those type of games. And uh, I read the book. I actually just finished it like an hour ago. Uh, American Gods. Uh, okay. It's uh it's by Neil Gaiman, uh, the guy that writes um, Sandman for DC mm-hmm. Ver- Vertigo. And mm-hmm. uh, apparently they're making an HBO show out of it this winter. So I decided I'm gonna read the book because I just want to see how it translates. It's a good book, so I'm gonna be. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty uh, stoked to uh, watch the TV show later. Cool. And that's what I've been up to. Nice. All right. Well, I've been uh, moderately busy. I went to the Wizard World Philadelphia Comic Con uh, last weekend. Did you cosplay? Uh, yes. No, I played <laughs> myself wearing a T-shirt. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. My parents were in town, so I went with my dad. Um, it was kind of funny, though. We bought tickets online, and anyone who buys tickets online gets a free uh, exclusive issue of the Walking Dead comic. And so the moment we walked in there, we just all these people were like, do you have the Walking Dead comic? We'll buy it from you. And so <laughs> within like five minutes, we were up 20 bucks because we sold both our comics. And by the end of the show, people were buying it for five bucks. So clearly we, we hit it at the peak. But uh it was just kind of funny. I haven't. I don't go to many con, uh, conventions, so it's crazy. It's crazy it how crazy. Uh, how popular that show got. Yeah, it is. And uh, yeah, so I had a good time. I, I didn't buy much. I bought a few action figures that I've had my eye on. I got a Killer Clowns from Outer Space action figure. Nice. And something. Oh, and uh, the Mystery Science Theater. 3000 movie uh this island earth i got the cheesy like alien action figure they were both good prices so yeah it was a good time saw some celebrities i saw uh henry winkler who played the Fonz. i saw which 
I thought about it when I was taking this picture, and I was like, wait, he played the Fonz, and the Fonz was a Sega arcade game. So I, I posted it to the Sega Instagram. It was the only, one of the few Sega-related things I saw there, so I figured it'd be worth it. Um, Brendan Routh was there, the last Superman. Um, Stan Lee was there, but I, I couldn't get a look at him. He's old. And he's old, man. He's sold. I think he was sitting the whole time. Like, I'm surprised. He, he, like, I wish that they would bring back the HBO show Tells of the Crypt and had him mm-hmm. have, and like have him play the Creep Keeper. Yeah, he's, he's perfect. He's one of those rare people where if he were to die tomorrow, which you know I'm not hoping for at all, but if he were, I, w- I would be like, well, he's lived a long life, <laughs> you know. Like, Dude, he's he's, he's uh, yeah he's he looks like he he looks like he just came out of the grave. It's crazy. But, yeah. Yeah, and I saw Kevin Sorbo, who my grandma claims I'm related to. So I tried to, I tried to get up to him to say I'm related to you. <laughs> Come have dinner work. with me. Yeah, well, his my grandpa's nephew is his aunt's husband. So I don't know what that makes us, but I'm basically Hercules. Basically, and uh, and uh, uh, games I've been playing. I played the Project X zone demo which wasn't bad but it kind of just throws you into the game and i want a little more context to it don't you love when they but, did that shit like yeah right i like how we complain about there's being too many tutorials in games and then namco's like you know what fuck it let's just throw them in this complex game <laughs> i know it was just they threw me in after a few pages of dialogue of telling me how to play and they were like oh the portal is open i'm like wait who am i where am i but uh, it's not bad it's it's kind of fun it's like a um one of those oh what uh, is do they call them strategy RPG? It's like um, SRPGs. Yeah, like the Shining Force games, but instead of just selecting moves from a menu, you actually pull off like fighting combos from a menu. And yeah, and I guess depending on when you hit your enemy, it it hurts them more. So like if you're doing a combo and you hit them up in the air, you should do another one real quick. But it's not like they're gonna fight you back, so you kind of get time to think. It's it's pretty cool. I liked it. I, I haven't played it because um, I sold I, I sold my 3ds a few days ago on um, on uh, Amazon. You know, mm-hmm. you can just put like listings. Well, oh, apparently, yeah. uh, apparently the one I had uh, the is like a Zelda themed one. Mm-hmm. It, it like uh, I guess it's rare or something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I got like two. 30 for it so i'm pretty Which, much just gonna upgrade to the xl for free that's all you gotta do wow, that's, that's amazing. Was, so i was like oh okay then i'll get the xl and i think xl is even cheaper now what it started at 200 you can get it for like 150 if you're lucky isn't that it yeah so i get that in uh probably uh animal crossing <laughs> i want to get i actually want to get that because i've been looking for a game that really like has like i was looking at some of the mario games like uh new super mario brothers 2 but it just it seems like a game that I'm gonna finish really quickly. But that Animal Crossing, I was looking at the um, trailer for it, and I've never played any of the p- previous games, but I was a big fan of Harvest Moon. Yeah. So I, I definitely want to pick that up. It looks cool. I, I I that's the thing I like about Nintendo. I like their little weird characters they create, like just like really weird written and like. So that's I, that's why I like Animal Crossing. But it does get old fast. It's like it's very repetitive. But I think that's yeah, cool. I'll bet. But that's okay when you're doing a mobile because you play it in short burst anyway. Exactly. And, you know, if you get it and I get it, then we can visit each other's towns and be friends. Oh, man. Virtual friends? Yeah, forever. VFF. (laughs) Virtual. VFFFF. We can even have our own Animal Crossing podcast where we talk about our towns and why ours (laughs) are better than the others. Hi, and welcome to Animal Crossing new podcast. I'm Barry, and we can be like, oh. 
I Did, was, wasn't that cute when you picked up that fish? <laughs> I have the best collection of fish. Oh, um, wow. Oh, I, I did do something else I forgot to mention. This is actually yeah. kind of uh, added character. Actually, not that much added character for me. I went to a, a rap concert. Okay. Okay. So um, I do like uh, underground rap, I guess. I, it's something that we never talk about on the show. And uh, mm-hmm. it's like the only thing I have in common with people that live around me because nobody likes the, actual, the other music I re- I'm really, really into. Mm-hmm. So uh, I took a few uh, friends with me and we went. And uh, it was actually pretty fun. It was actually pretty fun. It was pretty good time. It was probably the <laughs> wildest concert I've been to. Like I go to a lot of metal shows, so that's saying something. Uh, there's a lot of. <laughs> it was pretty crazy, and uh, it was it uh it was in Bakersfield, uh, Jerry's Pizza. It's like this little like bar slash pizza place, and there's like a basement underneath, and mm-hmm. just they just packed everybody in there, and it was it was thrown by a hipster, and. <laughs> um, it was the the lineup was pro- probably not no not everybody knows him but uh, Denzel Curry it's like this rap this rapper that this uh they, they're all part of this uh, rap gang I guess called uh, Raider Clan which uh they, I guess they're getting kind of popular they're like barely rising so it was weird because um it was such a small venue that everybody went on stage and when this rapper named Chris Travis came up and he started rapping he left his iPhone on one of the tables on the top of the stage and somebody mm-hmm. stole it during the show. Jeez. And so he stopped the show, and he's like, I don't care. I'm beating whoever whoever took it. And I'm just thinking to myself, this guy's not making it better. Like, who's going to give up a f- the phone they stole when they're – Just getting- do, the, uh, do the Find My iPhone app. I, this guy – you think this guy's going to know about that stuff? But uh, apparently they were calling it on stage, and uh, it was ringing, and the guy was trying to turn it off. And he ran out of the place, and they all everybody on stage chased him outside. And That's he got great. he got away, so they closed down the show. But it was pretty fun. Besides all that drama, that's cool. Actually, I think that's where the drama made it better. I think. Mhm. But yeah, I did that too. So I forgot to add that. You're hardcore. I'm too hardcore, man. I was scared <laughs> as hell. I was like, I'm gonna get my ass kicked. Wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was a lot of a lot of white people there actually. So I didn't even know there was that many white people that liked that kind of music, especially we, the We'll surprise you. Especially the hipsters. I saw so many mustaches there. God. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, let, let's move on to Segabit's news. We've got, uh, we've got a contest going on, the Summer of Art contest. Um, Being this, ran uh, by Knuckles, right? Yeah, Knucks. He uh, just put this up today. He's got a little graphic going on. Um, basically, the gist is you submit. We're taking submissions from across the world. Um, taking drawn art, paintings, poems, original music, short videos. Um, and uh, I guess the best one will win the contest, which uh, runs until the 15th. And they're getting a whole bunch of stuff. Jet Set Radio pins, Valkyria Chronicles 2 pins, Jet Set Radio music CD. He's got a lot of stuff here. Val- Valkyria Chronicles design archive, a free commission drawing from Tracy uh, Yardley, who writes for draws for the Sonic comic, and a free Segabits t-shirt. So, yeah, and he's he's got all the details up on the main page. Basically, no no fanfics, uh, nothing sexually explicit, though. That's too bad. I, I will. I mean, it depends. We, like, well, I've seen some. I've seen some Space Channel Five art that I like. That's NSFW, but I'm all right with that. 
if you guys want to send your not safe for work stuff anyway to us, you, we have an email, segabits at Jeep. G- no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, send everything to segabitscontest at gmail.com. So, yeah, all the guidelines and everything are on the main site, but it looks good. So, yeah, got that going on. Then, uh, uh, what else do you, you want to talk about t shirts? Oh, yeah. We're, uh, I, well, we have, a, we have a, I guess, a pre order for shirts on the site. It's probably on the featured bar. It's only going to run until the 19th. Oh, no, wait, not the 19th. The 10th. The 10th. There you go. And so that's like, I guess, after tomorrow, three days. Yep. So through the weekend. And uh, then I'll, then I guess it'll be closed. Then I'll uh, send the shirts on uh, the 13th, hopefully. I'm mm-hmm. just, I, as long as when, I mean, depends on how long, how long it takes for them to send the shirts and, uh, how long the everything takes to ship, but uh, I would say about the thirteenth they'll be out. Okay. And are you making these yourself? Yeah. Well, it's a it's a short print run. It's not like I'm doing it. If it was over a hundred, then I wouldn't do it. Cause, man, I had a print. I had a print um, for an art project. Twenty five of those uh, little uh, Sega SG one thousands. I think I posted them on the. Yeah, yeah. I posted them on the Instagram. Dude, I wanted to kill myself, dude. I I was like, this is taking too long. I don't want to do this. Jeez. It just it just takes forever to prepare and like do, just I don't know. It just yeah. seemed like it was it took too long because you had to be on point every single time. And right, right. And it, and it gets me too nervous. I get nervous too easily. But we've kept it pretty simple. There's the I mean, it still looks good, but it's just it's not an incredible amount of color layers. Though. So it uh, it looked it's, nice. Uh, I think it's four layers. Okay, on the back and then one yeah. on the front. Yeah, the front's gonna be the easiest one, obviously. Yeah, right. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Uh, so again, all of that stuff's on the featured bar. Find out how to get a Segabits themed shirt. Um, yeah, so we're, we're done with site news. Let's move on to the Sega news. There's some stuff I wanted to get to actually, but uh, Jackie Bryant is in Dead or Alive Five Ultimate, so it's pretty much becoming Virtua Fighter versus Dead or Alive now. They might as well just called it that, and it probably would have sold more. But I guess. Yeah, I but then, but then again, like, how are you gonna name it? It's like Dead or Alive versus Virtual Fighter. I don't know. It just looks weird on the title. It's like it runs too long. It's not the best titles to no. uh, put up against each other. Yeah, but, I, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but uh, I, I think it's cool that they're they're putting more uh, Virtual Fighter characters. A lot of people complain that it was Jackie, I guess, because mm-hmm. he's annoying. And it kind of made right. me feel like shit because he's my favorite character in the game. And I'm like... Oh. I like Jackie. I mean, he's one of the originals. It makes yeah. sense to put him in. He's faster than Lightning, dude. He's got his sister in there. And then who else is in there? Pai Chan and then Akira, right? Yeah. Yeah, those are the four now. That with, makes with sense. Jackie. And uh, Dead or Alive actually began on the Virtua Fighter engine, right? Uh, Yes, I think it did. Or, yeah, it was a modified or highly modified, I guess they said. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, those boot physics were out of this world, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, so, there's, a, there, there's a lot, and uh, the guy that uh, the, that left Team Ninja and has been working on that game, uh, Devil's mm-hmm. Third, for like three million years, he mm-hmm. um, he said that he, he that he respects AM2 and uh, uh, Virtual Fighter. He says that like that's his favorite franchise. Cool. So it's pretty cool that they're teaming up now that he left <laughs> to put the characters in it. Right. But uh, you think that Devil's Third game, his game is ever going to come out? Probably not. 
Yeah, I don't think so either. It's <laughs> it's like the worst time right now to even be releasing games for current gen. Jeez, when did that start? Uh, I think it started be it started before we even had a, our site up. So over three years ago. That's crazy. I remember yeah, I'm seeing 2013 I, release date, but I don't know about that. Yeah, uh, I think I think they announced it. I remember he was talking shit at E3 about uh, what's his name with Bayonetta when they were showing off Bayonetta at E3. So mm-hmm. it's been a while. Wow. I guess he was talking shit about Planet Games, saying they looked exactly like Devil May Cry or some shit. Hmm. Well, at least they released their game. So. Yeah, at least they released their game. And they're going to release a second one. <laughs> God, that's crazy. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's that, and uh, I'm I don't know I'm glad I'm glad it's I'm I like the fact that they're doing more big things with Virtual Fighter. I think Virtual Fighter needs to get a, needs to get uh, a new audience. I guess mm-hmm. it's it's hard for fighting games to to come out, and then, and then when one fighting game does well, everybody wants to just bring out like 37 fighters like fighting series. Like uh, Street Fighter Four did well, and it was kind of mm-hmm. like a comeback of fighting games, and then all of a sudden. They release uh, the ultimate version of it. Then they release like them versus Tekken. Then Tekken released like two other games. Then yeah. there was Blaze Blue, and there was all these other fighting games just started popping out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. But they can't release too many. I mean, you look at the numbers on them; they're only at four. Virtual Fighters only at five. It's all about the versions. But yeah, and then and Sega know. didn't do shit about it until way later on when it was already saturated the market, and then they released the Xbox Live version. That's true. I mean, it was nice that they released it, but, but they yeah. hit they hit it they hit it in the wrong time. I think their That's time true. was off. Yeah. Oh, Sonic but, World revealed, right? It's Lost World. Yes, Sonic Lost World. Um, Man, yeah, I, they. It's the day after we posted our last show. Uh, they debuted a big trailer on the twenty eighth, um, as well as a bunch of screens, a bunch of details. IGN looks like got the exclusive, but. Get the exclusive, don't they? Yeah, they they pretty much do. But um, it looks it looks interesting. Uh, what do you think about it? Uh, I think it looks like shit. No, um, <laughs> I think it looks uh, good. I, I like a lot of the new aspects they have coming on. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people are mad about the simple, like simplizing the the graphics. I guess they call it like m- the minimalism. I guess of it. Right. But I like it. I, I actually wish they would. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the way they did. Um, Mirror's Edge, in the way, kind of, well, not really, but Mirror's Edge did this thing where, like, of course, you probably played it, Barry. Yeah, I've played it. Uh, where they would color code everything so you would know exactly where you were going. I think one of the problems with uh, Johnny Generations was that there's a lot of things going on at the same time. Right. While it would look beautiful, like, there wasn't, it, it, it you would get hit, and then you're like, what the fuck did that come from? Right, right. And so this one looks more simple. There's not that many things that would that would distract you i guess mm-hmm. and I, I think it would be a lot easier to play could look be more easier to play yeah I, I think it looks interesting it's got uh some of the weird details revealed as it's like sonic travels to this uh weird what's it called it's called lost hex and yeah, uh, lo- yeah something like that the the deadly six which sounds like kung fu panda uh basically teamed up with eggman and then turned on him and so at the very start of the game you team up with eggman to take these guys down <clears throat> And uh, Amy Rose, Knuckles, Tails, and Sonic are in it, but only Sonic's playable. But what about and Shadow the Hedgehog? He's not in it. What about Silver the Hedgehog? He, he's the star. 
He's the star. I'm man. I'm getting excited now. Stage two, you play as Silver for the rest of the game. That's the plot twist early in the game. Yeah. I mean that that I I would hate that. <laughs> uh, Wisp Wisps are returning, which is kind of it's kind of weird because this isn't Sonic Colors too, but they're like, well, Wisps are a part of in it, a part of the series now. But um, someone did note that ever since Sonic Colors, there's been Wisps in every Sonic game, which is true because they were in Generations yep. for one stage. So I mean, I, I'm cool with it. They're kind of like the new Elemental Shields. Uh, as yeah. long as they approve them from the last game, I'll be happy. I can already see Sonic Team just smiling there, and they're like, Wisp are back. And then that's it. And they just put it on the paper, and, and then they just give it to Sega to paper, and Sega like opens up the paper, reads it, and they're like nodding their head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to happen. <laughs> but uh, someone, someone steals it while it's making its way there, and they write Shenmue 3 on it. <laughs> Wisp and Shenmue 3. And they go, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, a lot of people are comparing it to Mario Galaxy, but and I can totally see that resemblance. But oh, yeah, I'm also seeing a lot of Sonic Extreme in it. Did they, you know what? You know what other game got the same bullshit? I mean, okay, I can say um, Sonic Colors. It was also compared to Mario Galaxy. They're saying it's a Mario Galaxy clone. I remember. Yeah, yeah. With the yeah, I hear you with that. So I don't know. I think people are just fucking just they just want to say everybody's copying Nintendo in the end. I mean Sonic was a reaction to Mario to begin with, but the thing was he he made it his own game. And I'm looking at this too and I mean, yeah, obviously Mario Galaxy was the first platformer I I mean to my knowledge that does takes this full on 3D you can run around the surfaces and stuff, but I mean it's it's not like they own that concept. And to be fair, Sonic Extreme did some very similar things, and that was back in the 90s when that game got canceled. And then, um, what else? Sonic Adventure 2 had a stage uh, meteor herd where you could run around the meteors, and there was gravity on all sides. Remember that? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a new concept. Mario Galaxy was just the first one to really make it into a whole game. And if anything, I think that's a good thing that they proved it could be done, so now we're seeing the Sonic series trying it out. and. Um, yeah, the game looks interesting. My my only complaint is that, like, I'm not exact. Like when Sonic Colors was announced, it was pretty exciting to see all these new worlds. But with this one, it looks like Green Hill Zone all over again. But it's called like Wind Hill or something like that. And then they announced that uh, the next level was going to be uh, the next world it was going to be like oh. a de- like a dessert world, which I think was already in Sonic Colors. Yeah, that was weird. They were saying it was a desert, but then they were like, "Oh, but there's desserts in it. There's desserts in the desert." No, like no. I, I never understood the Sega's fascination with like desserts. Like even their like community managers that have no th- nothing to do with uh, with Sonic Team. Like they'll just post randomly on Twitter desserts <laughs> and stuff. And I'm just like, is this, is that like one of the like one of the interview questions? Like, what's your favorite dessert? And and you say, "Oh, I don't need desserts. You're not you hired. Get, get, get out of here. You're not. You don't get the job." That's a we good all, point. We, we should ask. We run ask on donuts. If that's, we'll ask one of the staff on uh, Twitter if that's one of the things that they uh, they have had to, to answer. Yeah, yeah. If they don't like <laughs> your answer, if you look like you're faking it, it'll boot you. Pretty much, but um, yeah, I think it looks good. Um, uh, we'll learn more. There's a lot of parkour moves, which <laughs> is kind of like Mirror's Edge, like you mentioned. You can run yes. on all the surfaces. Um, 
But I mean, that's kind of a given with the Mario Galaxy kind of concept where you can run on all surfaces. Um, there was yeah. a there was a new running ability uh, where you have to you don't run just pressing forward. You have to hold the triggers. That's right. Yeah, there's three levels. There's like slow walking, and then trigger one is a jog, and then two triggers does the um, spin dash, which we haven't seen since in 3D for a long time. So that's pretty cool. And they took away the – did I get this right? They took away the the auto-aiming dash thing where you just double tap A and then it goes to the nearest enemy? No, I think they still have that. I mean, in the trailer, they didn't show the little red – what is that thing called? A a reticule? Uh, I'm messing up here. It's that little red aiming thing. But then again – I think in the past we've seen games where they don't show all of the uh, graphic interfaces that appear. So it's it's probably going to happen. But he does other things. He kicks them. And uh, what else? But he doesn't boost. I don't think he boosts unless maybe you get a certain power-up or if you're running at high speed, you the rings still come to you, but you're not on a full-on boost speed. So. Yeah, there's still a lot of questions to be asked on that game. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting, CE3. Uh 3DS is actually full 3D game looking at the graphics, so it's the first fully 3D Sonic handheld game, I guess. They're doing a good job so far with that. Um, one thing that's uh, – does it does it kind of bother you that it's – oh, okay, I, this is kind of funny actually coming from uh, where we started. Mm-hmm. When we when 2006 came out and, sh- and, and all these other started, games started coming out, the first thing everybody was saying was like, God, Sonic Team, stop make fucking up. Just make the so- the game Sonic. Sonic's the best part of the games anyway. Mm-hmm. And now we have a, a, a like a, a few games that you know there were hits. And now I'm thinking like, damn, another game with just Sonic in it. <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself like, but this is what I wanted. Right. It's just like they can't ever ha- make me happy. <laughs> I, I guess. Insane. I mean, with this, they I think last game they kind of perfected the formula. Formula, or at least they showed that they can make a competent game. So, I, I'm I'm I would like to see Tails and Knuckles in it, just because when I was a kid, I remember the best thing was when you play as them, you get these little extra abilities. And so, I given this parkour kind of thing where you can run on all surfaces, why not have Knuckles where he can do most of the stuff Sonic does, but he can jump and glide to surfaces you know what i mean yeah like in three or with tails he can just fly pretty much and i don't know maybe they're game breaking i don't care i mean that's what i'm saying though you're gonna have to redesign the game i think they should like maybe for the next game take the time mm -hmm. out of their their development like have a team that's just building like a ninja for tails a ninja for knuckles and um then in future titles, you could just put them in easily. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. They already built the groundwork. It's all about building the groundwork in the end of the day, I think. Well, people always complain about them adding friends. But I remember back in the day, it was never about friends. It was about a new character that did new things. And I think yep. they kind of they lost that around Sonic Adventure because they did do new things, but they weren't cool new things it was like oh there's a new character he walks really slow and he fishes or oh there's a new character and she she walks she's kind of runs and uses a hammer like that's not interesting Ooh, tells his back but he has a, she has the same gameplay as eggman and they're both really freaking slow and you can't even tell where you're gonna hover to because the way exactly. the camera angle <laughs> yeah and so i remember as a kid like when when sonic 2 came out you're like oh you could fly and then when sonic 3 came out it was like oh you can glide 
And then with um, like Chaotix, the whole thing was, oh, you can, uh, they did all kinds of things. Like I think uh, Charmy could move around the stage and um, characters did wall jumps and they could walk on the ceiling. I mean, those were cool. But yeah, by Sonic Adventure, they just lost that. And then ever since then, it's been like Silver, Shadow does everything Sonic does, Silver. And it feels like, like it's all half-baked ideas. Like It feels like Silver was there just to like show off the, the physics engine that sucked ass. Yeah, and exactly. then that was broken, and they had Shadow, which which just supposed to take, I guess, the place of Knuckles, but with a new grim storyline where he lost a girl named Maria. And honestly, yeah. when I played that game, I was fine with it. And I liked yeah. the fact that he died in the end. I think that made the character who he was. Then they brought him back and just, like, shit all over him. Yeah, pretty much. I agree with you on that. <laughs> but, I, um, yeah. Dead. By Knuckles, they just, after Knuckles, they just kind of, I mean, you think of the game, the Sonic gameplay style. What can you do? Well, you run, and then, oh, you can fly, and you can glide. I mean, there's not much more beyond that. When you play Chaotix, you look at their special moves, and it's like, oh, you can run on the ceiling. So that's weird. It's kind of cool, but it's not exactly helpful. Um, Or uh, Charmy, like I said, he could move around the stage, but it felt like you were playing debug mode, where he just would, like, move around. Um, But, yeah, I mean... I definitely think both Tails and Knuckles' gameplay styles could translate really well into 3D. And looking at this game, it does kind of make me a little disappointed that they didn't try to work them in. Because I think they could if they, if it was like, for example, you play all the Sonic stages, but then it's like, hey, Sonic, here's a Tails mission that you can play. And then there's a sp- stage specifically built for Tails to fly. DLC, my friend. DLC. No, um... Uh, uh, Sonic Team's actually terrible at DLC. I'm not even going to uh, like put up hope for them. Like I think the <laughs> only one they did well, I think was was it Generations? No, no, no. It was Unleashed. Uh, Unleashed. It was they did yeah. all those like reworked levels. I thought that was pretty cool. They were pretty cheap. cool, yeah. It was cheap for them. They sold it cheap. Everybody was happy. Yeah. And uh, the only thing that uh, I don't know what I don't know what I would want for DLC for this game, but. Uh, the game's not even out yet, so I guess I can't really talk about that. I guess until I see everything they have to offer. But right. um, one thing that I think Unleashed like really dropped the ball in was the Werehog. Yeah, definitely. I thought like I when I when when I read the previews of it, I I thought it was gonna be like oh it's gonna be like Sonic fast levels mixed with uh, Donkey Kong Country style like like because this thing's a big brute, you know. It's going right. to be slower, but it's going to be more focused on platforming. Nope. 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 I should. I hate when I, I hate that when that happens, when I read previews on games, especially like Sonic games. Uh-huh. And, I, and I think it's going to work out a certain way. And in my head, it's like, oh, man, that sounds amazing. And mm-hmm. then I go and play it, and it's like, no, it was not like that at all. There were moments with the Werehog that I liked that reminded me of the old Sonic games, like the platforming bits and the fact that he like did the little spin jump. They, I think but, that I think the whole beat 'em up parts like they they took like sixty percent of the time ruined yeah. the game for me. No, they took the clock off of the stages so you wouldn't be able to tell that you were playing for thirty minutes. But I remember I'd check my phone when I was playing. I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm playing this game for thirty five minutes. They're just and trying I to add, complete the stage. I'm assuming that it was because Sonic games are always so short compared to like Mario games or something. That, right, but would you rather play a short, good game or a long, awful game? We're talking about Sonic Team here, especially after 2006. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd rather play a short, good game. Or if they really want to do the Mario thing, they could just add or make one of the characters that's slower 
and just mm-hmm. give them platforming stages that are kind of like Mario and they're more slower paced, but just design them well, like make them fun. Right. I think uh, I think generations kind of solved that because there were so many abilities that you. I remember I'd I'd replay the game a ton because I would equip new abilities and replay levels that I haven't played before, and it was a lot of fun. But um, they can't rely on that for all the future games, of no. course. No, they, they're so. going to have to come up with something. And I don't know. This story also seems very uh, New Age uh, Sonic, I guess we could call it. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's moments in Sonic. There's the, obviously the beginning, mm-hmm. which was uh, very obviously simplified, no talking. Um, then there was the Sonic from Dreamcast, which started off, I think, like the old Sonic, but with talk, mm-hmm. really cheesy talking. Right. And Sonic Adventure 2, which kind of changed the tone of Sonic, which is more dark, I guess, and that's what the the new fans they people call them, like mm-hmm. like oh I want to I want a fucking game where Shadow has a sad story, right? Um, <laughs> and then now we are back again to like the whole oh Sonic's this good humor like they're trying to go with more for the humor aspect. I don't know. I think I like the humor aspect, mm-hmm. but does it fit Sonic? What do you think? Do you think that fits Sonic? The humor aspect. I- I think it does, but they. I really like when they throw in the occasional dramatic moments. Not like, not like uh, Sonic 06 dramatic, but um, I think Generations had a few scenes where it kind of got you. Because I mean, Generations obviously had the whole uh, uh, throwback aspect, so you're seeing like classic Sonic and modern Sonic, and like, oh, he's dead, and I thought that was kind of cool. But um, I oh, and, uh, Sonic Colors had a had a few good moments that weren't all humor. Like when uh, Tails was like, I want to help you. And he's like, no. And then he pushes him into the escape thing and shoots him down to earth. I mean, it's a little cheesy, but I, I kind of like given the history that people have had with these characters, it's nice to see them, you know, care for each other and not just joke around all the time. But yeah, um, I'm, I, I think this game might have some really good moments between Sonic and Eggman because they're going to be working together, which is something we have, aside from hearing about it, we haven't seen any of that going on. I, w- I would love to be like a, like you ever see those buddy cop movies where the, the criminal has to work with the cop and it's like, yeah, yeah. each other. That would be, aw- that'd be great. Like uh, I remember, I'd... oh, go on. That was it. I was just saying that that would be a good dynamic. Like, Oh, I don't like you, but God, we have to work together, and they, they kind of get to know each other, I guess. So, like, why they do what things they do. I think that would be pretty cool if they went with that, and then by the end, they just had to go back to being uh, enemies again, despite getting to know each other a bit more. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, Sonic Adventure Two. It ended, and Eggman was like standing around with them, <laughs> you know, and he was like, "All right, well, it, they didn't really like." solve it he was just kind of like all right i'm gonna go now bye and he walked away but uh yeah that's a good point it it would kind of be like one of those uh buddy cop not buddy cop movies but like cop and criminal buddy movies yeah Um, they also announced i forgot to mention this that the 3ds and the wii u will actually communicate kind of like not like the chow exactly but you can carry over uh items from one to the other which i thought was pretty cool uh, it's a gadget building mode in 3DS, which I'm assuming is like an Eggman workshop mode where you create like assist items that then appear in the levels that help you in the console version. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. I was hoping that was one of the big things on my wish list because you, you have this portable in this home console. Why not? They never did anything with colors, but 
I, I think it's about time that they did some of that. So they also uh, oh we didn't talk about it. They did announce a multiplayer mode, which is something I think we ta- I talked about in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. That I wish they would do something with multiplayer, and I guess they announced it, but it was I guess just racing. I guess so, and I don't know if it's just going to be different colored Sonics, or if maybe that's a way they'll fit in other characters. And then there's going to be complaints on the internet. Everybody knows that Sonic wins. <laughs> yeah, true enough. Uh, collecting animals also does something now, so there's actually a point to them, aside from the Chow Gardens. Yes. So that's, And I don't think you actually have to touch the animal. I think it's just when you destroy an enemy and an animal pops up, that goes towards your total. So there's, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of unlockables we haven't heard about yet. And I think, too, going back to the longevity of the game, that given the simplicity of the graphics, there's probably going to be a lot more stages. Like, I, I could definitely see at least 10 acts, maybe, like, four to six main ones, and then, like, bonus unlockable missions. One thing, too, they're not calling them acts. They're calling them worlds. So oh, really? Like yeah. Mario? That's what I was gonna say right now. Yeah. Are they gonna? So they're not gonna because before they were uh, action stages or stages like stage one. Well, I, I was reading the IGN preview and they kept on. I could have just been an I. I guess an IGN uh, bullshit like oh they, they fucked call, up. They call rings coins sometimes over there. So. So yeah, I mean, uh, but yes, they called it world. That's all I was gonna say. Yeah. Well, that's the they're the only people to get to see the game so far. So. That's true. Sega's like, oh, these guys don't understand what a ring is. Yeah, we'll let them do the preview. <laughs> I'm sure they got paid for it, but anyway. And yeah. they might not even got paid. Maybe they just wanted to put it on there because, let's be honest, IGN brings in a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. So it was a smart choice. Yeah. But um, maybe the writers should do a little more research. <laughs> um, but yeah. Good point. So that's IGN. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, we're going to hear a lot more, I'm sure, at E3. But for now, let's move on to... A uh, little news article. The latest Sega console has been announced. It's called the Orbi. It uh, is only <laughs> in Japan, and it's a giant exhibit you walk through about planet Earth. So basically, Sega's next console is Earth itself. It's a collaboration with BBC Earth, and it looks like an interactive science museum. It looks kind of cool. I like the I, I like the idea. I like that Sega does little stuff like this. It's kind of bizarre. I've mm-hmm. never seen the BBC Earth or whatever it's called. Planet Earth, yeah. Planet Earth? Is it Planet it's Earth? cool stuff. I haven't seen it, but everybody says it's one of the things that you should at least see one time in your life. Yeah, like pick all... up the Blu-ray, rent it. Is it good? Like, does yeah, it it's really you... cool. I mean, are the, I mean, is it really clear? Is it really nice camera work? <laughs> You're going to say the graphics. Yeah, the graphics are Are the great. graphics are cute? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, because I, sometimes I get some Blu-rays and I'm like, this is not worth watching on Blu-ray, goddammit. No, it's. I mean, it's. It's mostly the the things they were able to capture that are so amazing. There's a lot of uh, moments that are very rare to see, and and if you watch the behind the scenes, it's kind of insane how much effort they went to capturing this stuff for the TV show. So, huh. so like, yeah, they have it, like bears having sex? Did they have that? No, uh, you can see that anywhere. I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it's it's more to... like um just like rare moments in nature when animals are doing things that you don't typically are able to see um and it looks like the sega exhibit is like taking those highlight reels and projecting them in crazy ways so that's pretty cool but like uh what about the animals privacy they don't have facebook do you know what i mean i know well i mean about it imagine i I don't want to 
I don't want to get into the Xbox One, but it seems like Sega is also breaking privacy rules with this Orbi. That's better. That's better not get. That's best not get into. There's already a big thread in our uh, forums where everybody. Uh, uh, no, I think Sega should respect these animals' privacy. Good. I mean, these cameras are always on. Exactly. Always on. Imagine, He's imagine born. if a higher level. Imagine them doing a BBC, uh, like a Planet Earth, but with just humans, and you're one of the episodes. That'd be terrible. Maybe they're just following you around. They're like. And Barry gets his favorite coffee. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> um, moving on, we. Uh, you have anything else to say about the the entire planet? Where is it at again? It's in Japan. Oh, uh, you can't go that far. That's far. I know that's not too specific, but uh, oh, and this is also something we actually reported on way back in 2011. So I was kind of proud that uh, it came instead back. of hearing about. We didn't connect the two being Orby because I remember the Orby patent was going around for a while. But um, yeah, I I, I think I remember it. writing a story a while. But I don't know if that's the same story, but it was uh, that BBC yep. and uh, Sega were teaming up. That's what it was. Yep, that's you. Yeah, they're. Uh, it looks like it might come west too. They haven't said the exact locations, but I'm assuming at the very least Europe might get it. <sighs> Fuck Europe! I can't drive over there. I know. I wish that the, the the ocean would just freeze so I don't have to get in planes because planes are goddamn scary. I'm not scared of planes, oh. but like, can you can you, would you want to go to Europe in a plane? Like, uh, how many hours is that? Like, 16 hours? I've done it once. It was pretty fun, actually. Really? I could read. Yeah, I got to watch a bunch of movies and eat food on the plane and stuff. It was fun. Are the waitress like the people? What are they called? The, the steward, steward? What are they called? Stewardesses. Yeah, there you go. Are they were they attractive or were they like eh? They really. Don't. I don't know about I don't I went to I took British Airlines I don't know about that but um, Japan Airlines. I've taken that and that yeah, that was nice. So that, that's all you're gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Of course, Barry yeah. has to has to plead the fifth on this one. I, I felt like <laughs> the little the baby men in uh, Yakuza what two? <laughs> the, more, <laughs> the diapers. Yeah, I just laid there and they fed me. Nice. I and I just went, eh, eh, and they go, oh, you want something to eat? And I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, let me put the diaper on you. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> put on a diaper and come and join us. <laughs> That's a great scene. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's, let's move on to the next bit. Castle of Illusion. We've finally seen some uh, in-game footage courtesy of a it's pretty cool behind-the-scenes trailer that runs for... Eight minutes. It uh, interviews the um, current developers from Sega Studios Australia, which is actually closing down this year, as well as, and I'm trying to get her name, uh, Imiko Yamamoto, who is the director and original Castle of Illusion advisor uh, for, oh wait, sorry, she was the director of the original and she's an advisor for the new one. So that's pretty cool. They brought her back after Jeez, over 20 years. I've noticed that this game is being done by Sega with a with an in-house Sega studio, mm-hmm. and Capcom has is bringing back the t- Duck game. What's it called? The Duck Ducktales or yeah. And uh, theirs is 2D, but Sega's like, no, no, we could do this, and they do it 3D. I I have a feeling that given Mickey's in this, Disney's putting more money towards this than Ducktales. Ah, uh, yeah. 
I just thought it was Sega trying to one up uh, Capcom. They're like, <laughs> look at this is 3D. How? Oh, yours is still 2D. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cute. I remember when games used to be 2D. <laughs> no. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm looking at uh, the footage. It moves from 2D. There's some 3D sections. And from what some people have picked up, it incorporates elements from the Master System version, too. So, so uh, there's, been a, there's been a lot of talk that I guess uh, Disney really wants to, pe- to bring back uh, Mickey back into the video game game like he used to be. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know if it's too late. I don't think it is too late. I just, uh, what do you think about Epic Mickey? I like the concept of it. I actually bought the um, limited edition when it dropped to like $15 on Amazon and I played a bit of it, but I don't think it's a good sign when I stop playing the game after about 30 minutes and never return to it. Yeah, Um, that's not a good sign. I just, I didn't, I don't know what was wrong with it exactly. I guess it just got boring. Um, The concept was cool, but the gameplay didn't match the concept, if that makes sense. I... uh... Um, and then there was a second one that a lot of people didn't like. Yeah, yeah, the um, Epic Mickey 2, obviously. <laughs> and um, the 3DS version looked cool, but then it turned out to be only three stages long. And, um, yeah, and then I, I believe the uh, console versions was just more of the same. So I think this game looks far more... I mean... I don't know, I'm looking at the graphics. The graphics look pretty good. The animation, some people have said that it looks funny, but the gameplay looks pretty solid, and I like the uh, new additions. I also, like I said, I like that they're bringing back the original director. So I just hope that the closing down of Sega Studios Australia is not because of their work on this. You think they're going to get uh, jobs after this because of it? They could. I mean, Australia is a big country. I think this is. I I just don't see why they would even fire these people. They're finally making a good game. What what it looks like, and they're like, oh yeah, fuck off, you're gone. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think we've talked about this before. I I said I think it's because of um, Sega West just not having the resources to communicate with the team this far away. That's my guess. Yeah, that could be it. I you know, I don't know. Like Sega's been, I guess. Uh, Really trying to make a profit on everything, mm-hmm. which the next bit of news is kind of weird. I guess we could just go into the next bit of news, unless you want to say something about Mickey. Uh, all I want to say is I really like these videos they did. They did them for uh, the Sega Heritage titles, too. I think it's something that a lot of uh, other companies haven't been doing, where they give a little historical uh, connection to the game. I don't know. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, what, what do you got to say about your favorite Vocaloid. Oh, Hatsune Miku Project Diva F is coming west. Yes! We did it, dude. We did it. I I actually was not asking for this game. I'm not saying it's bad that's coming out, but it's it's a bad sign when people are asking for me to do the review. Like, I'm going to, like, destroy the game or something. But, um... Dude, after all the tweets that I didn't send out and all of the, you know, everything that I didn't do, the game's coming. I'm like, so excited. Like, yeah, I know. The more we ignored it, the more... No, uh, I actually did post a lot of news about it. I oh, mean, I did too. But just because it's really popular in Japan, and uh, there, I don't know why, there's people on the site that really wanted to come west. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'm happy that people are going to get what they want, but Sega's doing this as a box title? All right. <laughs> like, yeah. 
<laughs> that's interesting. In America, in uh, Europe, it's going to be digital only. I think it should have been digital only both places, but I agree. Or it should have been boxed limited release, like thirty thousand units or something. Mm-hmm. That way, fans could like uh, feel really privileged that they got it day one, and they could just sell them off for sixty dollars. It's a good point. But um, <laughs> uh huh. So you have a lot to say about Miku, it seems. No, I'm sorry. I was checking my phone. Somebody texted me. I shouldn't have done that during the thing. I should. I'll put my phone Damn away. Damn you! Fuck We're up. trying to be better. We're trying to be better, but I'm over here like a fucking teenager girl checking my fucking phone every five minutes. Um, Just a minute, I've got tweets. I gotta send this tweet real quick. Um, totally on the podcast with Barry ignoring him. Um, I they're not they're not bringing the PSP version or the Vita version, right? The Vita version's not coming. Doesn't look like it, or the 3DS version. Well, the the, the Project F Diva F had two versions, like. That's Unpacked. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like the Vita version's coming over. Yeah, and obviously the three. I'm surprised the 3DS didn't make it over. At least, I mean, PS3. It's a very awkward. I, I got to say, they should have released it when it was released in Japan because I'm not saying it's a bad thing they're releasing it now, but it's like, hey, um, hey guys, you know that console that's uh, that the new console they just announced, the PS4. Fuck mm-hmm. off that. Check this out, man. We got this. We got this real niche game coming out for your PS3. Like, I don't see a lot of I don't see a lot of those bro, dude bros guys over there going to E3, looking right. at waiting for uh to play uh, Call of Duty Ghost to be very excited about that game. But we'll see. You just sounded like those uh, PS3 ads. Remember those that they showed a while ago with like Marcus and those guys? And like, yo, why are you playing games on your phone? You gotta play on your PSP Vita, man. <laughs> Words. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that. That's the kind of people that are they're gonna be there. Like I don't want to stereotype people, but man, when I talk to people about video games, man, it depresses the shit out of me. That's <laughs> why so you need to live live in your own little bubble and just visit Segabits and a few other websites. Oh, I just don't talk to people about video games. That's <laughs> that works. I don't do it either. People are like, "Do you like games?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I, I have a Sega. I guess so." I used to play games when I was <sighs> a kid. <laughs> Make them feel bad, and then I just, uh, and I just like hit them on the arm, and I just laugh. Let's go watch some football. Anyway, um, dude, come on. Um, <laughs> something I did note on the Hatsune Miku Project Diva F article was that um, we haven't. I don't think we've talked about this. Uh, the Sumo Digital Steve Lycett or Lycett, um he was talking about giving a huge update on the whole DLC situation. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, pretty much it sounded like Sega, um, well, they told the fans to do this uh, big vote. In the end, Ryo Hazuki was number one, Miku was number two, Segato was number three, and so on. And um, so they, they, Sumo drew up concept art for the the characters near the top of the list presented it to sega and sega actually approved one of them and since then they've kind of been working on the character they've been it, it seems like they're not really sure when the best time is uh, to release it it's gonna be hatsune miku is gonna be a i don't know bonus. it might be yeah but it's interesting too the way they kind of were discussing it because they didn't really make it sound like because they were like, oh, we, we really wanted to like present a little package of character like they're kind of wishy-washy on whether they're doing more than one 
and they're just trying to because the way I see it, if it is a Suni Miku, um, it would be a good like little promo thing to put out there once the game's releasing. But at the same time, so many people are going to be like, "God damn it!" About all the DLC we got at Suni Miku, which is why I'm wondering if maybe they're just putting a little extra effort in to throw a second character in there to, you know, satisfy the fans so they don't you know what go we need completely to do? ape shit. You what? know what we need to do? We should just ask Steve to come on the podcast next next. We do it next week, and we'll have him on there. We'll ask him questions, and if he if he doesn't answer them, and if he tries to like sidestep, I'll just yell really loud. <laughs> I just no. <laughs> you could do a drunk podcast. All you and uh, no, hell, that would be a disaster. I'd get too wild. Maybe not. I don't. I don't know if we want to burn all our bridges. Yeah, yeah. We don't have that many bridges, but we <laughs> we don't want to burn the ones we do have. That's we what gotta, we, 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 don't we, we could have we could we could have him on here and just ask uh, generic IGN questions like, "How is your studio?" So is Sonic fast? Yeah, right. How blue is Sonic? What shade of blue is Sonic? How's your studio doing? <laughs> oh, hey, we're gonna sound like uh, the the GameStop videos when you go into the store. Oh man, I don't man. I haven't been into a GameStop in a while, and I'm so glad. Like, I swear to God, it makes me want to leave the store. It's so awful. That's so, you just got your newest Call of Duty. What are you going to do? Pawn some noobs? Well, guess what? You can get the GameStop, and it's like, oh, fuck's sake. Dude, I don't like that. I, I think that's a really bad business, especially when they always ask you if you want to pre-order anything. Do like, you want to pre-order anything? We have I, Call of Duty coming out. And I tell them no, and then they go, why not? And I'm like, why not? Why the fuck are you asking me why? Like, why Why do I have to explain to you why I don't want to give you my money? Like... <laughs> You guys are idiots. Yeah, I it's like well, I told them last time why I could just wait three months and they'll be for it'll be like thirty dollars. They do the same thing to me at Subway, so you know they make you pre-order. You want to pre-order a sub? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, I go through. I went through today and I, I asked for um, guacamole and uh, mayonnaise, and then the woman was like, "Don't you want anything else on that?" And I was like, "No, that's it." And she's like, "No seasoning," and I was like, "No, <laughs> no tomatoes." No potatoes. I think, I think the mayonnaise and the guacamole and the bacon and the lettuce. I think that's going to be enough seasoning. It's all right. She's like, anyway. she like, let me bring the manager in here. And the manager comes in. He's like, wait, he's not going to get any uh, any more things. No, no, that's he said that's it. Sorry, we can't, <laughs> let you, we can't let you eat the sub. Do you want to pre-order? We got some big sandwiches <laughs> coming out next week. You want to pre-order a sandwich? We got a new Call of Duty themed sandwich. You could. I wouldn't put it past them. You pwn some noobs. Um, pwn some noobs, man. <laughs> the guy's anyway. like fifty years old. He doesn't know anything. Um, <laughs> uh, I I think the last time I went, I went with my brother because he was gonna get that White Witch game. The uh, oh right. And man, they would not not leave us alone, man. They were want they really wanted that pre order, man. That's how they get their money. The only thing I was thinking to myself is like, oh my god, I can't wait for the new console generation. I hope they have some good pre-order prices because I'm never, I don't ever, never want to come to a physical store again. Well, you can uh, not to get into Xbox One, but they said they're going to have all their games digitally on day one, alongside <laughs> retail. I think Nintendo's doing that too, but I'm just hoping mm-hmm. that they have like some pretty good sales because I buy a lot of games on Steam. I know you don't like computers. I'm not even going to hate computers. Why are these so goddamn big? Anyway, um, <laughs> why, why are they always computing and shit? Um, it sickens me. Um, 
But uh, they, Steam always has really cheap sales. Like sometimes I don't even want to buy a game, and I'm about Tomb Raider seven dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I don't buy it, I'm gonna regret it. So I'll buy it and never play it. But they take all my money. Like why doesn't I, I hope like place Sony and Microsoft see that? Yeah, that's like probably the best way to combat used games. Mm-hmm. Give them digital games for cheap. Yeah, definitely. Nintendo doesn't know how to do that. They have stuff on the eShop for forty bucks. I'm not gonna spend forty bucks if I can buy it physically. It, or, or spend forty bucks and then the, you can't transfer it because they have like, like I guess supposedly really weird license, like transferring or some shit. Bullshit. So you breaks. Oh, buy it again, bro. We'll give you a twenty percent discount. Bullshit. Yeah. So I don't know. And yeah. that's my that that's my rant. Oh, and uh, Project Diva F. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably not. Gonna, I don't. Okay, this is one thing I dislike about it. It's a very risky game to bring over, mm-hmm. especially considering that this is probably going to be like seal the fate of other games they might come over, Japanese mm. games. Like Yakuza 5? Like Yakuza 5? They should have just brought over Yakuza 5. They should have. I know, maybe that's coming. I know Dead Souls didn't do that well, but you got to think about it. That was a side game. Yeah, yeah. And zombies were kind of getting old by that point. And the game was like taking the gameplay of what people loved from Yakuza and like trying to do something new, and it was kind of. I'm gonna be honest with you, it was. It, they're trying to do the shooting to it on it, but like the shooting was kind of broken. It wasn't really like it's okay. Let's say you're playing a Sonic game, and all of a sudden you're shooting in the game, like mm-hmm. a Sonic game. That never happens. Yeah, well, Shadow the Hedgehog, and yeah. uh, people considered it to be broken. It wasn't smooth. It didn't really work out. That's how I felt like Dead Souls. Like, yeah, it'd work if you worked on it and you like got all the controls and stuff down. But there's so many easier ways to do the shooting in that game that I'm surprised it just didn't copy another game. Yeah, yeah. And like you, you play their game Binary Domain and their shooting on that game was really well done. Mm-hmm. But but then they they like really fucked up on Dead Souls. But I don't know. Hey. I I think it's gonna do. I, I think it's it's not gonna do that well. But we'll see. I, I would like to be surprised. I mean, Rhythm Thief didn't do well. Yeah, that's a shame. That was a good game. I like that one. So, Shinobi didn't even do well in 3DS. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But that was American game though. I hate Americans. Don't get me into that. I don't hate. I hate Americans too. Their goddamn American flag and their. Jesus. Their anyway, Fourth of July is coming up, so I'm excited. Ooh, but Fourth um... of July. What am I doing? Yeah, barbecue. I'm going to, I'm going out to California. Really? Yeah, we're Calif- going. Uh, California sucks, dude. I know, man. I've never I been there. there. I never, I never been there, but like I read shit on the internet. On Reddit. On Reddit, I read it on Reddit, and uh, <laughs> that place sucks, man. It's hot. Nice. It's all full I of can't wait. surfers and beaches. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm heading out there from going from uh, Jesus. I'm gonna forget. Where's Hollywood? Uh, L.A. Yeah, I'm going from uh, L.A. to San Francisco. Okay, that's not that bad. Yeah, so maybe I'll try to crash the Sega offices one day. San Francisco, just uh, get, send the community team an email. I'm sure they'll let you. Yeah, I probably will. So. We'll see. Maybe I'll get some Instagram pics. Regardless, even if they won't let me go, I'm going to drive by the building. So You do a drive-by the building? <laughs> drive-by of Sega. <laughs> you just going to scream yeah. obscenities at the workers coming out of lunch? 
I'll bring my broken Stop. Dreamcast and just throw it at the side of the building. Stop copying Mario, faggot. You, s- <laughs> you should have put Sonic on Xbox One. What are you thinking? So Yeah, keep your head down. Go to lunch, assholes. <laughs> God, I hate California. That's what he's saying. That's the video. Um, ah, that's the so. news we have. Anything else you want to talk about before we close the podcast down and we never talk again? <laughs> Yeah, well, E3 is coming up, so I'm looking forward to that. We'll probably have a lot to talk about in two weeks. Um, yeah, we're probably going to be – well, now we're actually going to know everything about the Xbox One launch stuff and mm-hmm. all the X PS4. Then we could talk about which one we're going to get and probably not get either because they're going to be expensive consoles. And exactly. We're pretty, okay, we're pretty okay watching Netflix on our PS3s and 360s. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, well, here, but, well, here, make your prediction. Which – uh, will either conference feature a Sega game, like at the like at the conference proper? Um, no, I think maybe uh, maybe the the Sony one might have a little bit of footage of maybe some Yakuza thing, like mm-hmm. you know when they flash for like two seconds and on accident the editor put it in there. Yeah. But uh, I don't think they're gonna have like they're not gonna say, no we're talking no we're talking to Sega here, and then like they'll bring like. N- a Sega like Yuzuzuki's not gonna come out and talk, no. Because I mean, who's gonna know who he is? Like these, the, the, all these new journalists, like they're gonna be like, is this a Japanese guy that like is consulting on Call of Duty Ghost? Is, is he the one that's making the dog? I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I I very much doubt, but I'd be very surprised and happy because I I think I threw the question out there. I don't know if I ever got the answer, but the last time Sega was featured at an E3 show, uh, it's been a while. I know that. So uh, I I don't think so. Which console do you think is going to be cheaper, the one or the four? This is like this is one that's like I'm debating in my head. Like I think the one. I was thinking the one too. But I'm just hoping they don't do some stupid shit where like they 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 they're like oh get Xbox Gold for two years and buy it for two hundred dollars. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't like the fact that they're think telling me to get into the contract. I don't like contracts. So uh, yeah. it wouldn't be bad though because most people that are gonna buy an Xbox One are probably gonna have gold anyway. That's true. So uh, just straight out, I it's uh it's kind of hard to think if you think about it because the PS4 isn't gonna come with a camera. Mm-hmm. And what the X, every Xbox One needs an Xbox uh, a Connect, right? So that's something that's going to add cost. So I don't know. It's I'm, I I don't I think. But the thing is, with the PS4 not including the camera, I think it might become one of those situations where remember when you bought the Dreamcast and it didn't come with a VMU, but you kind of needed the VMU for a lot of things. I think it's going to be that same situation where it's like you get the PS4 and you can use it, but you're going to hit points where you're like, God, I, I think I should get that camera because this. Cause, I mean, if if they don't make the camera appealing, then that's fine. But I think the whole point is to make the camera appealing. So they're going to be making games where you're going to want it. And uh, you can't use your old PlayStation camera. So No. No. I guess it depends on the game. I don't think it's going to... I mean, obviously, it's not going to be necessary. But I think they're, it's definitely going to be something that everyone's going to want eventually. So, Honest, uh, did, you, did you feel like you need Connect on the 360? I en- I'll admit I enjoy using it for the uh, vo- the voice features and the some of the gesture stuff. You'd be surprised. I actually use it all the time for voice features. But um, 
In terms of games, I've been a little disappointed. I really like Child of Eden, Gunstringer. Um, some of the launch titles were really cool to play with the tech, but I didn't stick with them that long. Um, I think oh, that's, and, I think that's one of the problems. Like you're gonna have to see like, is it worth it? I guess that's something that Microsoft's gonna have to prove to every gamer. Like, Connect is worth it. Like mm-hmm. the games are gonna have to be using Connect and be worth using Connect. Not like. Oh, this is Call of Duty Ghost, and if you uh, say, come here, doggy, the dog comes to you. Like, right. that little gimmick, that kind of gimmick stuff doesn't fly, I don't think. I, I mean, not in I my think, book. I think in the past year, Microsoft has shifted a lot of the Kinect development to the Xbox One Kinect, which is why it's really felt like there hasn't been much going on with it. Um, which, it does suck as a Kinect owner for the 360, but I I think we might be seeing the stuff that they were promising for the 360 on the one. And I think it's going to be some cool stuff, but the only thing is, it's like I said, the 360 owners take the hit because I could hold the connect games that I really think are definitely worth playing in one hand. Uh, and I think only one or two of them are on Xbox live arcade. So, so uh, the next question was going to be uh, multiple excuse. Is that like, because I know that started, I guess, sort of last generation. You mm-hmm. think that's coming back again? What do you mean? Where they'll sell you a console for like, let's say when the three, the PS, uh, the 360 came out, you could get a, a 360 with like, uh, you could get a 360 with like, uh, like no hard drive or some crap. I forgot what it was like 20 gigabytes or something. I don't or know the, if that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen with the one. I think that I think that shouldn't be happening at all. Like I think there we're at a point where like hard drive space is so cheap that just mm-hmm. doing that is so stupid. Well, didn't they say 500 gigs inside, non-replaceable, regardless? Yeah, and then you could add and, a, a USB expansions. Drive. Yeah, and then um, it already comes with Connect and then a controller. So I can't envision any reason unless they do a pack-in game, but that's hardly a, a different game, like console. I think one thing that there's going to be some deals going down, like they're going to announce mm-hmm. at E3. This already seems kind of obvious if you think about the way they're selling the unit. Mm-hmm. Where you, if you get like a Comcast cable, they'll give it to you for free for a contract. Remember when they did that with the Dreamcast? Yeah. I'm not saying that's not a bad thing, but like that's a different demographic they're hitting right there. There's people that are not going to even use it for video games. Mm-hmm. Or they, they're going to... They just want to get cable, and they're like, oh, wait, they give you an Xbox One? Oh, okay, the kids will like that. I don't think that's a bad... Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good concept, but uh, it's definitely a different demographic. Yeah. Um, what else I was going to say? Oh, and then one other thing I'm, I'm interested in learning about is if they are actually going to release, and I've talked about this a lot of times before, the um, disc uh, discless version. I don't want to say dickless. The discless <laughs> version of the uh, 360 which has been rumored. Uh, I think it was called the Xbox Mini? Xbox, yeah, either the 360 Mini or they had another name for it. But um... Since uh, I think personally, since uh, I've had a 360 since like I think the year after it came out, mm-hmm. one of the issues with always with the 360 for me, I'm not saying it's all every single unit, but because I've had, had problems with PS3 too, um, mm-hmm. was uh, always the DVD drive. Like, something about hmm. Microsoft really went really cheap with DVD drives or something. But I always have DVD drives breaking, always. I don't know why. Like, right now, I, yeah. can't, I don't even use it because the DVD drive is broken. Hmm. 
So I, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I, I, I'm thinking about going all digital. Like I was thinking about buying a couple titles I, I, I missed in the couple last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's digitally off the store, but the prices aren't that great to be honest. Yeah, that's true. But so, um, yeah, that's that's what I'm interested in seeing because there was that whole rumor where you'd like if you have that in the house, then it networks with your three your Xbox One and you can play all your 360 games. I think that would I still think that's a really cool like way around backwards compatibility, and I think it's I much prefer that to the PlayStation Four method. However, it remains to be seen if that's even actually a reality for it the one. So. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it, and uh, Microsoft is being really dodgy. Like Microsoft, <laughs> when they were talking about backwards compatible, they said, why are you guys being so backwards? Like, it'd be, I guess saying <laughs> if you want backwards compatibility, you're thinking backwards or something. Mm-hmm. Not the wisest thing to say. Poor guy. He's probably yeah. going to get yelled at. But um, I hope he does. He did bring up a good point. Only 12% of people play uh, backwards you know, uh, will want to play 360 games on their, P- their Xbox One, and yes, mm-hmm. we're, a lot of those minority are on our form and are uh, are probably us. Yeah. But I've noticed when I got the when I first got the PS3, I got the the fat one, the one with the PS2, and for a couple right. of years, I played a bunch of PS2 games on it. I liked it, mm-hmm. but then, like the 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 after I played all the games I wanted to play, I literally n- never touched the PS. Two portion like i never put a ps2 game in it like right. i was, and then it broke and i was thinking to myself you know what i'll just upgrade to the new slim one it's like it's not really gonna bother me like mm-hmm. i'm done with the ps2 i'm not gonna play ps2 games anymore yeah like i have so many ps3 games i want to play so if the console like microsoft is thinking is gonna bring a lot of new content and uh it doesn't have backwards compatibility. I don't think it's that big of a loss because we're gonna have so many games that we probably won't have enough time to even play the new games. True enough. As long as we have games to play, that's all that matters, I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, gone. It's a good thing to end on. I think. Yes. It's all so, about the games. It is all GameStop. about the games. <laughs> you can buy. You can pre-order them all at GameStop. Um, and pawn some noobs. Yes. I think I, I think I'm going to suggest everybody that's listening to the podcast to buy their games on Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, ignore GameStops, and before you we all start whining. Still, I mean, we've already whined our heart out the the, uh, the conference of Xbox One. Before mm-hmm. we whine some more, let's wait till E3 and check out the whole launch plans because that's when everything's going to come on the table. Definitely, because I mean, I I was not a Wii U fan at all and now I want to get one and it's not because of the hardware the hardware it's about the games so yep. you want to close it so, off uh, yeah so from me Barry and from George goodbye thanks for listening goodbye and uh, we'll catch you after E3 goodbye